Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guilty pleasures and growing pains with Nina and friends. Oh, Nina. No. Oh, no, oh, that's okay. Well, it says recording now. Did it not before? I don't know. No. Oh, bitch. That's okay. We can do it again. <laughs> this is why I can't be in charge of this Oh my gosh. This is the second time you've done this on two different platforms. (laughs) We gotta work on this. I love you. This is this is I love you so much. This is a take two. I'm something I would do. I'm gonna be transparent right now. This is the second time in the history of guilty players and growing pains that we've started to have a conversation on our podcast and I didn't hit record. I can't record this time, and I've also been told we have a time crunch, and it's not <laughs> okay. New guest today is a diva or anything. She's just like living that mom life. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a sleeping baby, everything is yeah, like a taking time bomb, but it's all good. Okay, so I swear we'll we'll get to this. Um, but thank you guys <laughs> for joining us. Of course, um, Angie is here, and okay. I also want to introduce Hi. you guys to my friend Lauren. Who is coming to us all the way from Boston. Yes, hi. Yes, this is very exciting. This is also our first Zoom chat for the podcast. So there's a lot of newness here that we're navigating through. But Lauren is very special to me and I wanted to have her join us because she is one of my radio sisters. And I think no matter what you do for a living, I think it's important, especially for women, um, Mm -hmm. to find their girl gang, to find support system and the type of women that want to uplift other women because I think it's so important for us to have that backbone and Lauren has always been that for me likewise I can't thank you enough really truly no it's true Lauren would always send me sweet little messages in the morning and and, and (laughs) a similar schedule (laughs) very very helpful um so I did ask her the first time we recorded this when we met for the first time. But I think it's safe to say that we've known each other now for at least five years. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Lauren has kind of a unique situation and it's different than the ones that we've been able to talk about because she's got a kid and she's got a husband and they're all in the same house. So I'm curious what it's like to right. be quarantined with more than one body. Right. I know. Well, it's great because it's really nice to have other people around. I mean, I, I really feel for you. I feel for my friends who are quarantined by themselves. I feel for my mom, like she's by herself. Um, and she just, her, like her husband just died like a year ago. Like, it's just like a terrible time to be, I know, I know. So it's just one of those things where like, I feel really, really grateful to have other people around me for sure. 
And also, like, I do wish I was by myself a little bit where I could watch TV, I could paint my nails. Like, I just feel like I, I constantly have to be doing something, even though, like, we're being told to do nothing right now. Um, and, and I think my husband and I are discovering that we quarantine slightly differently. Like, at the end of the night, I like to snuggle with him and I like to lay on top of him and, like, touch him. And he's just like, no, thanks. I've worked all day. I want nothing to do with you. So, you know, we've had to have those hard conversations about like how we have to quarantine now that we see each other constantly, but it's all good. <laughs> oh, I think it's nice. I mean, the flip side is like, it's not actually as bad being alone because you do have technology and stuff. Like my yeah. worry about my parents too. And sure. so we FaceTime quite a bit. You never know what you're going to get anytime you have a conversation with my parents. And mm-hmm. Angie and Lauren both know my mother. Yes. <laughs> Lauren met my mom um, a few years ago at the Gracie's and she still asks about you. And the Gracie Awards oh. are, um, they're a pretty big deal for women in broadcasting. It's when you get recognized for doing great things. And this one year, Lauren and I both happened to have won awards. Yeah. Um, my mom still asks about you. She's like, that's hard thing. How is she? Oh, no. That's so sweet. Your mom is, it was so nice to meet your family. And, and it's like, it's honestly, it's one of those things where like, once you meet someone's family, you're like, ah, oh, like it all clicks. It goes into center. Everything kind of makes sense. And that's where you have been so outgoing. Like that's where you get, it's really sweet, like very warm. Um, and so it was cool to see your mom. I love it. <laughs> she's hysterical. And just to tell you about the technology thing, she's really getting the hang of it. And so with these FaceTime, she called me last night and she has her makeup on and she looks so pretty. I'm like, mom, what are you doing? Like, are you working? Who are you talking to? <laughs> she stands up and she's like, I got no pants on. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> she just like FaceTime surprises people with her pants off. I hope she didn't do that to my brother, but God I love it. <laughs> I hope she did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You got to keep, keep it interesting. So, um, I definitely do want to talk about how you and Matt and the wind down and the, and the cuddles and we'll get to that. And sure. And your diary, because I did, I made Lauren write down a diary entry because we're calling this kind of little quarantine time, quarantine diaries to document how everybody's been dealing with things. Mm. The importance of writing it down, especially for me, I think was trying to process how I even feel and the best way to do that because your brain races so much and there's too many feelings and stress that you don't even know that's there. And so I just thought writing was a good way to make sure that we, you know, covered the most important stuff. But, and so we're checking in with you, Lauren. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier is that you have a little bit of a different luxury right now where you get to focus on your family because your job situation had changed. (laughs) Yeah. So I lost my job like four weeks ago and no hard feelings. Like it is what it is. It's coronavirus times. Uh, Companies need to downsize all the time. And um, I guess they just felt like our show was unfortunately not something that they wanted to keep up with or could keep up with. Who knows? So they shut our show down um, after seven years, which was heartbreaking. Um, But I have also kind of been really happy that I've been forced to reset. I mean, I've been working nonstop since I'm 14. Like I, so this is almost 20 years of work consistently. And then you add on top of it that 13 of those years were morning show hours, which as you know, like you're waking up in the middle of the night. It means you don't have enough sleep. You never eat enough. Like it's just your whole, you just don't take care of yourself the way you should when you have a weird schedule like that. Um, and then especially now that, you know, this past year I've become a mom and 
adding that on top to balance all that stuff has been really difficult for me. And so I, I'm really grateful in a very weird way that someone forced me to just stop and reset and check my priorities and see what was working for me and what wasn't. Cause I never took the time to check in with myself. Like I would go to therapy and I'd be like, great, I checked in, but there's work you have to do outside of therapy that I just didn't prioritize the time to do. And now I can, and it's awesome. I'm glad that you have such a positive approach and it's not having some kind of negative effect on you. And like you said, it's not personal. I mean, no, people are losing their jobs everywhere, but I have to ask you as somebody who commits such a huge part of your life to your career, I think there's identity crisis sometimes, right? You know, like in, in radio and probably a lot of jobs, if you are so committed to being an overachiever and there all the time and and for us, a lot of our personal life blurs into our professional life. And so I think I have that moment sometimes with myself, like where I try yeah. to tap in and I don't necessarily know who Nina is without doing things this yes. way. Because I always say she's the same. I'm the same on the air as I am off. Yes. And so I don't know. So since having this time to, to have a break, like, do you feel any different? Like, do you feel no. different more in? No, I feel exactly the same, but it's so funny you say that because most of the time when people would meet us in public, it would be the same thing. Oh my gosh, you sound exactly the same as you do on the air. You act exactly the same as you do on the air. And I'm like, yeah, because we don't, we put on a show, but we're not acting. We are genuinely just telling you about our day and we are as straightforward as humanly possible about it. And so I do feel like the same person, but I, I got, I got let go on a Thursday and our bosses were really cool. And they said, listen, if you want to come back on Friday, we want you to be able to have your last show. We want you to say goodbye to your audience, which as you know, in radio is kind of rare. So we were really grateful. Form of respect, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so the night before going back for our last show, I was falling asleep and I just started crying. And I turned to my husband and I said, I honestly don't know if all that I've worked for these seven years and like, and you've been in this position too, like we built this show from the ground up on a brand new station. I didn't just walk into some pre-existing show where people already knew about it. People already liked it. Like we truly built this entire thing. And I just kept saying to myself, I hope that it was all worth it in the sense that I hope the audience recognized what I wanted to do with it, which always was tell other people's stories who don't have a voice and be, yeah. And like be, and like, not to sound corny, but I like, I want to be a good role model. I want to be a good person. I want to be someone that people say, Oh, you know, they don't have to agree with everything I do. And and I don't need people to love me. I do want people to say, you know what? She seems like a good person. She seems like she has a good heart. And so I was really nervous at the end that like that's not what happened. And um and lo and behold, we did our last show on that Friday and so many people called and we talked to so many amazing listeners and all of my fears were gone. And it was like you accomplished what you came here to accomplish, close this chapter, whatever comes next is just like the cherry on top. Yeah. So it's a good feeling. Yeah. Good. Do you feel like you've been kind of keeping in touch with I mean social media is such a powerful yeah. Now And I think that, and I say this all the time, I've said it on the podcast, I say it on the air. I think now, especially um, the listening community or followers, they're so important and so valuable, like more than they even know to us. You yep. know, 
it helps a lot with how we process and go about our days because we are giving to them or as you guys are listening, you know, we're doing this for you, but for us, and it's a, it's a group effort. It's a community thing. You know, that's what it is, a place to have a voice. So uh, it's funny. I will liken this quarantine to right after I gave birth to my daughter, I had to go back into the hospital for a week. Um, I was entirely by myself. My husband couldn't come. My daughter wasn't there. And it was the most brutal week of my entire life. I was all alone and I was terrified. We didn't know what was going on, whatever. Long story short, I'm fine. Great news. But I was by myself and I, the entire time I was just stuck on my phone and all I could do was talk to our listeners on social media. And it truly saved me. It being able to talk about what you're feeling and know that there are other people out there that are feeling the exact same thing. There's a power in that. And there is, yeah, you can really harness that and say, okay, I, then if, if other people have done this, I can do this too. I have the strength inside of me. I need to figure out and I need to move forward. And so it kind of reminds me, like you were saying right now of quarantine, we're all sitting at home. You know, everyone has different challenges. I know that there are people at home and their homes are unsafe, but they have to be home. I mean, it's an awful situation. So to know that there are other people that you can speak with, there are other people that you can talk to that want to help you, that want to offer you their story in exchange, like to, to give you that power to know that you can do this on your own, you can get through it. Um, there's, there's such an incredible gift there that social media has given us. I try to ignore all the other crap that it's given us, but this is, is really special. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah. you know, that's kind of why we've been sharing these diary entries. So I'm going to segue into your diary entry just because we're all home. We're all doing sure. lives differently. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make it real official. So it turns out being a stay-at-home mom isn't as soul-crushing as I thought it would be, but it's likely because I'm not alone and my husband is working at home too. I kind of like this quarantine and I feel like I was kind of built for this, even though it's probably an unpopular opinion to admit. <laughs> that all the time. I love being a <laughs> Me too. But don't you find that some people think that's crazy? They're like, oh, you actually enjoy being by yourself? I'm like, I love being by myself. I'm an only child. Lauren, this is Angie. She's the one that always is like, but I got to go do something. I need people around. Yeah, I can never <gasps> stay at home. I can never be alone. I'm learning how to do it, obviously. Well, I'm getting forced to learn now, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm that person that hates being alone. Sure. That's tough though. Like to be in this situation right now for you, of course, it's funny. Like everyone kind of like has what makes them tick. And yeah, I just love being by myself and it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> so um, my diary continues. It says, I love that we go for long walks each morning and I really hope we incorporate that into our new normal. I don't believe that things will feel normal for a very, very long time. And I'm talking years. Call me a pessimist, but I really will still worry about my mom and my dad and my in-laws after we begin to reopen our part of the country. And of course, Matt and Sophie and myself too, because this virus is a beast. I'm not very optimistic, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I, think, like, I don't think that you're wrong in saying that it's going to take a long time for things yeah. to normal. I, I mean, it is. And even more than that, it's the people that are extra cautious, myself included. Like you might mm-hmm. open up the bars and restaurants and as much and as I, I want, I want yeah. to go. But I'm not gonna go. You know? <laughs> so, so I mean, in little things like that, and that was a big part of my life. Yes. It's just going out with my friends. Yep. I'm single, man. I'm, you know, what do I do? Right. 
Totally. No, I get it. So I'm glad I'm not alone. That's very good. I I go on to say on a much brighter note, I don't feel guilty about having oily, unwashed hair because I have nowhere to go. Um, I brush my teeth (laughs) once a day, which is disgusting, (laughs) but I'm not going to pretend otherwise. So I'm pretty sure there was one day that I went to bed and I was like... (gasps) I haven't brushed my teeth, which was so gross. That's me on the weekends. I'm not even going to lie. That's me. Good. Like, no. Well, Lauren, you sleep next to somebody. There's no part of you that's like, oh, I wonder if. No. Mm-mm. No, not in the slightest. That's love. That's no. no, not in the slightest. Although it's funny you say that because like, we definitely did have to have that conversation maybe like a week ago. Um And it was just kind of more about how like after we had our daughter and it's so cliche, but it's honestly so true. Like we've both been so busy. We haven't really been working out. My body looks nothing like the way it used to before I had a baby. You know, it's just like little things like that, that I think sort of like start to eat away at your confidence. And when you are stuck at home with someone and we're like, we do have all this time, maybe we should be using it for that purpose. It'd be really fun. Like we really had to sit down and have this conversation. Like, okay, we have to treat ourselves better because we like, it's not that I'm not attracted to my husband. Like every day I'm like, let's do this right now. Let's go. But it's one of those things where like, if like, if he's not in the right headspace and he doesn't feel great about himself or vice versa, when he's in that mood and I don't feel great about myself, like it's just kind of wasteful. It's like not enjoyable. And so we really had to say like, okay, we need to start focusing on ourselves and like our, our collective, you know, um, I think like our relationship as a whole will get better because of that. We realized we were like, eh, something's kind of off. And I realized like, it's me half the time. I'm like, oh, I feel gross on guys. My boobs are like down to my belly button and they used to be lovely. And I used to, they were tiny, but I loved them. <laughs> it's a whole different world now. And, um, but it's so funny. And I was like, all right, I really need to start doing things for myself because it's going to make me feel so much better. And then it's going to just improve our relationship big time. But yeah, I'm still not brushing my teeth. I'll work on that one. Um, <laughs> Let's see. My diary. I'm baking a lot more, not because I enjoy baking. Let me just make that really clear to you. I hate baking. I think it takes up way too much time, but it does keep my daughter occupied. She calls it like cooking instead of baking. She goes cooking. And then as a bonus, I get to eat chocolate cake for like five days because I can't let it go to waste, right? So... I eat an apple pie in three. So, and I only gave out two slices. The rest was on me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I said, I'm angry. This has turned into a political fight. Um, Whenever time I'm on social media, I can't stand it. I'm angry that friends of mine who don't live in major cities um, refuse to accept and respect the reality that is being experienced in places like New York and Boston and parts of California and Seattle. And I don't mean to make this into like a city versus country thing, but it frustrates me very much when people who don't live in those areas are literally telling me that it's a hoax and it drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a real one. And I've talked about that before too, because I have friends that are the same way. I, mm-hmm. They'll be calling me while they're out. I'm like, why are you not home? Why? What are you doing? And, right. and I had I yelled at one of my friends. And if she hears this, I'm sorry. You know <laughs> why I yelled. It was out of love. But I just yeah. understand why you don't understand that the whole country is shutting down. But you think it's okay for you to go play? Yeah, good. All right. Yeah. Um, I hate cooking all of my meals. Guys, I'm tired. Wait, did I tell you this too? 
my freaking dishwasher broke on like day three of quarantine. And we're taking this so seriously that we're like, no, we're not bringing someone in the house. We're not, we can't, obviously we can't put a new dishwasher in by ourselves. So we are literally hand washing everything, every single thing, (laughs) bottles, baby, everything every night. You I mean to it. tell me you got to use your hands? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I sound, I believe me, I get it. Like I sound like it's such a first world problem, but we got so used to having this dishwasher do everything for us. Yeah. That's fair. No, That's fair. It's all of a sudden everything changes, but that cooking every single night is Ugh. no joke. Thing about the cooking has been stressing me out so much to the point yeah. where I've had to get creative with how I feed myself. Cause this week I've been boycotting cooking. Like last weekend, I cooked like all this stuff. I made a pie. This week, Mm -hmm. I haven't cooked a thing. Yeah. Last night for dinner, I had a chicken sausage and a half of an avocado. I love you. (laughs) God, cook for me, somebody. I know. Seriously, I know. Um, Let's see. What else is in my diary? I said, I'm trying to work out more, which is great, but also Um, I did my favorite thing though. I was watching this workout video. I'm not going to say like what company it was. Cause it's like a legit workout company. So I'm, I'm watching this company, um, this girl workout and she has her roommate as her, like her demonstrator or whatever. And the roommate, I swear to God, the roommate left six times in 45 minutes. And I was like, girl, I love you. I feel so seen right now. This is me. Like it was amazing. Oh my goodness. What was she doing? Where'd she go? <laughs> she would, like, she would literally get so far behind in like the eight counts or whatever. Like we'd be dancing or whatever. And she'd be like five, you know, five steps behind, which cool. Me too. But then you'd see her just be like, <sighs> and she would, she would just leave. And then, and then the host would be like, Alex, are you okay? And she wouldn't say anything. And I'm like, Alex, oh what is going on? Come to my house, Alex. Cause this is the two of us. Like it was fantastic. That's funny. So hilarious, man. That makes those like credibility go up though, because you have real people. Exactly. Exactly. I loved it. Um, I also said, let's see, part of me hopes that I find that I part of me hopes that I find work again soon, but the other part of me is so freaking happy not to have to think about anyone or anything except for my family and myself. And it is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I talked about this with you guys before. It's just like working mornings for 13 years, it is nice to have some time off to be forced to shut down and relax and not feel, I'm one of these people that always, I think you're the same way. You always feel like you could be doing something more constantly. And it's like, if you quote unquote slacked off or took a break and then the next day you went to work and like the one thing wasn't as great as you know, it could have been. It's like, oh, it's because you took a break last night. And like, that's the mentality that I've had for too long. And I think I need to relax in that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But if you can do that and rewire yourself, yeah, you'll go into the next gig so much stronger. Cause I mean, I think in real time, I'm trying to process those things, be gentle with myself and realize yes. I exhaust all of my energy. Then I'm shit. I'm nothing. I got nothing left to give. Yes, exactly. Oh. Totally. And so when I go to therapy, he, one of the things he suggested is do a gratitude journal, which I always kind of was like, ha ha, gratitude journal, blah, blah. but I got one and it's really easy. It's one of the, it takes like less than five minutes. It's like, you just write three things down and then there's a prompt at the end. It's nothing crazy, but it does force myself. Like you had mentioned earlier to put my thoughts and feelings down on paper and to reflect and sort of reset. And it also helps me to sort of just see like patterns that I never recognized before. Yeah. Um, so that's been really helpful. And yeah, I really hope that it does help make me stronger as I go into whatever this next phase of work is going to look like for me, for sure. 
Um, meanwhile, I said, I, I, I feel guilty as shit because I just bought a new MacBook Pro, <laughs> which <laughs> who gets laid off and they're like, let me go spend thousands of dollars on a computer. However, what I will say is that I'm a saver to a T all the time. I'm constantly saving my cash. I haven't bought a new computer in seven years and I want to learn new things. And so I think... Yeah. Like what other time am I going to have to learn to do video editing and learn to do, um, you know, Photoshop and stuff. So it's like, this is worth it. You invested in yourself. Yeah. Invested in you. And if you didn't, I mean, who else is going to? Right. Exactly. So that's good. And then at the end of my diary, it says, turns out Matt and I are pretty good quarantine husband and wife. We pick up slack for each other and we definitely don't hate each other, which is great. Um, I, it says I did, we did have a conversation the other day about how my idea of winding down <laughs> includes snuggling on top of him and his is like, please get away from me entirely. Um, but we needed to set those expectations on each side and it was really worth the tough conversation that we had. I kind of don't want to go back to reality. I've been liking this quarantine reset, but I really, really want to shop at home goods again is like my big takeaway from this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think everybody has a store that they miss. that's not the grocery store. Yes. Anything other than dodging people with the grocery cart, I think would be a welcome <laughs> release. Well, thank you for that. I feel like we validated everything you're saying. I'm like, yeah, thank girl. you. Yeah. Totally different. <laughs> I brush my teeth four times a day. Uh, oh man. Well, I was, to be fair, when I was working, I, I did brush them more, which is good. So. <laughs> Just, just to be clear. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I love you all the way. I love it. Um, so when you and Matt had this conversation about how you guys wind down differently and you say yeah. a conversation, what started it? Like, where were you? That's a great question. So a few nights prior to that, we were going to sleep and I was like, hey, what, how, what was your favorite part of your day? And that was it. Just a quick little like 30 <laughs> seconds all I need, you know, just to check in and that's it. And he was like, I don't know. I'm really tired. And I was like, wrong answer. Like I was so upset. (laughs) It's just like my blood is boiling. So like, okay. So then a couple days later we were on the couch, we were winding down and I just felt like even though we were both sitting next to each other, we were both watching the same show in the commercial breaks. Like we were on our phones, we weren't chatting. And I was like, there's something wrong. Like this isn't, it's okay to have days like that, but this can't be the the norm, norm. right? And so, you know, I, I sort of said to him, I was like, I'm not mad. I I just want to sort of let you know where I'm at and I want to check in and see like why this isn't working for you. But when I asked you the other night, like, what was your favorite part of your day? You couldn't even give me 30 seconds. So what's the deal? And he was like, I'm just exhausted. And I know him. He doesn't lie. Like, he's not the kind of person that makes up excuses and he was really honest. And he's like, I'm just exhausted. And he said, I just don't feel like we have any time apart. And I was like, well, meanwhile, I feel like we're apart the entire day because I'm watching a 15 month old run around and all I talk about is row, row, row your boat. So like <laughs> to me, you know, it was, yeah. we were like living these two very different quarantine lives, even though we were under the same roof. And so I think that was the catalyst for us to have this like two hour long conversation. And shockingly, like there was no anger and it was, which is very rare for me. Normally I'm like, how dare you? Blah, blah, blah. But I was really tired. And so it worked out really well. And I just sat and listened and we, we processed it. And the next morning we were like, man, that feels so good to, to kind of get that off our chest and sort of start fresh. So is there like a designated time of the day where he's going to let you jump on top of him? <laughs> so like, well, to be alone. What I did learn is that I'm one of these weirdos that sleeps. I think I, I did this before I was pregnant too, but especially when I was pregnant, I sleep with, um, 
a big pillow on each side of me because I'm a side sleeper. And so I need to have like my knees and my shoulders aligned, whatever. So we have like this pillow in between us and he hates it, which I didn't know. I'm like, dude, it's a purposeful pillow. It's not because I don't want to touch you. It's literally because it makes my back aligned. Right. Yeah. So I learned that that was one of those things where he's like, at the end of the night, like I would love to snuggle with you, but I feel like you're putting up this barrier. And so I was like, oh, okay. So now when I go to bed, I remove the pillow for like five minutes, we chit chat and then I put the pillow back and then I go to sleep. So it's like little things like that. Yeah. That, that have really been like changing and they're working. And now we have a little bit more time at night to like pick our favorite show and just kind of force ourselves like no phones, just the show and kind of enjoy that. I think it's really interesting with like, cause we always think about those new couples that are, that are quarantining together and, yes. like that, but I think it's really cool that, um, you guys are married and have been married and you're still learning, you know, new things and new things that make each other, um, you know, ticket and stuff. That's cool. Oh yeah. No, thanks. It's, it's constant. That's, that's definitely what our marriage is entirely. We, I, I think I check in with him way too often and it probably bothers him. I also think he doesn't check in with me enough. So it, you know, like it, and he says that too. And so I think with m- me being the kind of person that's like, I need to talk about this. I need to figure this out. And he's the kind of person that's like, I don't want to talk about it yet. I need to work on it in my head. We like usually meet each other in this nice, happy medium somewhere where it's like, okay, like, let's figure this out together instead of like separately, like ruminating over things. Yeah. Like I feel like that's healthy. That's what you would hope for in any functioning relationship is that you figure out the dynamic of how each one of you needs to communicate. Yeah. Because there's this whole thing. I mean, I don't know, of course, radio app, 20% of people feel like um, they're not, they're not communicating very well in their households. And I was talking to my mom about this, just joking to, my parents have been married for 41 years. And so that's who I look at as, you know, continue to to thrive. And when I asked her though, like, you know, how are you guys doing it? They're not even to the point that you and Matt are at. My mom's like, well, we just, you know, I'll be upstairs and he's downstairs. I think the best thing to do is just leave each other alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I kind of, some people, Yes. I, I love that. And it's funny because we've always said that. And it's, it's really interesting because the, the guy that I, um, so I was on the TJ show and TJ and his wife have this beautiful, amazing relationship. And it's a very different relationship than my husband and me. And so that was like one of those things that was kind of always at the center of our show where like we would be learning about each other's relationships and, and what works and what doesn't and what we can learn from and vice versa. And so it's funny because he was like, oh no, like, I never have alone time from Jess. Like every chance I can get when I'm not at work, I like being with her, which I fully understand, obviously, because I was just saying before, like I love winding down, lying on top of my husband. Yeah. However, when I was working and when my life was fuller with more responsibilities, to me, like I loved having that time by myself. I would be like, buddy, I'm going to go out shopping for two hours. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I'll see you later when we get home. And you know, like you kind of just like find what works. And I think in this stage of our life, like this is what's working, but dude, I love having that time away. I really do. (laughs) Do you have this spot in your house that like you go and hide in? Maybe you guys are all three of you are watching a show and you start to get to this point where you're like, need to be alone. Do you lock yourself in the bathroom for a long time or go somewhere? So one of my favorite places to cry is the shower because you don't know if it's your tears or the water. (laughs) 
So that's always a good one. And no one can bother you in there. Like, sure, Matt can come in there, but realistically, it's like, leave me alone. Like, please don't come in here right now. Um, That's definitely one of the places. I don't think I have like a little like shelter area in my house, but our bedroom, a lot of times, like the other night I lost it. I was so upset and I was PMSing and like I yelled at our daughter, Sophie, which like she's 15 months old. Like she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. You can't yell at a kid. She, you know, like she doesn't understand consequences, whatever. So I could tell I was like just done with it. And I looked at Matt and I was like, I got to go. And I went upstairs in our room and I like locked the door and I just laid down on our bed and cried for a couple minutes. And it was great. And then, then I reset and I went back downstairs and it was all good. But um, yeah, usually either the shower or our bedroom. I feel like you have to have a safe space at this point. You can't go for a drive or run off to the mall. So it's like finding that safe space within your house. Yes. To take that minute, you know? Confession, my safe space prior to this was the Chick-fil-A parking lot down the street. <laughs> oh my goodness. Swear to God. <laughs> but I got, it was so bad one night that I was like, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I'm getting us food. But beforehand, I'm just going to sit there and do work and cry. And he was like, okay, weirdo. I'll see you in an hour. It was like, great. Oh. You communicate so hard that you give your man a heads up when you're going to your safe place. Yeah. You don't even just go. So if Lauren's ever missing, Matt's like, so we get in the car. Seriously. Yep. Totally. Yeah. You know what? This is a good thing. Nobody's ever getting lost. You all know where each other are. So yeah. Your experience has been very healthy. No fighting. You guys have figured out how to communicate. We did fight. No, no, no. We did fight in the beginning for sure. For sure. And I don't, honestly, I don't even remember what it was about. But it was that, like right when we first went into lockdown, when everyone was really, I think people are scared now, but it was more unknown, you know, like four <laughs> yeah. or five weeks ago. And that was brutal. And I think being on the air, as you guys know, like you have to be so informed because you don't want to be an idiot when you're talking to your audience. You want to make sure you're being um, calm, but informative. And so it was just like for, for two weeks, it was constant. And I like, we both were losing it. We were both just like done and fried and yelling at each other. And I was nasty and I was short and I was mean. And yeah, so without a doubt, I, I was, but um, we're, 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 we're learning, we're getting better at it, which is awesome. Because I talk about the phases of quarantine <clears throat> different times during our podcast. And for us being the ones that are by ourselves, I'm like, I know it's yeah. like, some days you're frustrated. Some days you're sad. Some days you're like, I'm going to build a table. <laughs> whatever it's going to be, you know, like, um, but I, I would also imagine it sounds like you guys have kind of had a different kind of a cycle as, as a unit, like you could still have your personal For sure. Yeah. But as a unit, you're you're on the other side of the, it's like you guys had your little climax and now you're in a safe space. Entirely. No, 100%. And I guarantee you that when things start opening up again, we're gonna like go through another climax again. And it's going to be really difficult because we're probably going to disagree on how we want to proceed. Like, do we want to go out? Are we going to let our kid outside? You know, she was outside, but like out, out, you know, to stores and stuff like that's going to be a whole new chapter. I think that we're going to have to navigate. And I'm not good at stuff like that. I'm, I'm one of these people that like, I, I don't realize it until afterwards, but I freeze and I get insecure because I don't have the answers. And because I'm insecure about it, because I'm scared, I start biting and lashing out, which is so unnecessary. Um, And so I know that that's going to happen again. It's just like part of our relationship, but my husband gets it and I do my best to work on it. And, you know, we just kind of like 
meander our way through it. It's kind of like repeating the same woods that you're like lost in the woods, but like you're like, oh, I recognize that tree, so it's not as bad. Like it's okay, it gets better. Start <laughs> to leave little crumbs to help you find. Yes. Your back, you know, yes. You go because you have to give your yourself credit for being self aware. You know, and oh god, you find yourself aware and you can take ownership for your shit. I yes. think that you know that helps anything moving forward. Just your crumbs. Those, that's your crumbs, your self-awareness and your confidence. Every time it builds, it's your little crumbs to find. Totally. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I love this. Me too. Thank you guys for having me. And can I just say looping back really quickly to what you had said, like right when we first started this about finding those women, especially within your industry that you work in. Yeah. Thank you for being that for me because this is the first time I've ever lost a job. Every other job I've always willingly left. And I think, like you said, part of your identity is like, whoa, what's going on? And then you start to think like, okay, there's a million other people out there that do the same thing that I do. What makes me different than anyone else? And who can I trust? And who can I talk to? And who do I know won't like won't want to hold me back, right? And I can't thank you enough for being that person that was like, here's my resume. Here's what I put on these things. Like here, how can I help you? It, it meant the world and it will continue to mean the world. And I, I am so grateful for our friendship. So thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. No, and I feel absolutely the same way. Angie, I mean, I, I explained to her too, you know, um, traveling around the country, doing radio, you get to meet a lot of great people and Mm. Yeah, Lauren has been a standout and so consistent. So, oh my God, all of the love back at you. And moving Thanks. forward still, whatever you need. I'm I know. Thank you. Don't think I'm not calling you still. So, <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, it'll be great. No, I appreciate it. So thank you. And Angie, I'm glad we got to chat and see each other. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, even if it's on Zoom, but here we are. So I met Yeah, the last time I saw you, you were still pregnant. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, we were in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, there goes my phone. Yeah, I forgot. And I was like, I think I was like four or five months pregnant. So I was like, you know, yeah. getting there. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> little baby running around all the time. Oh my God, Sophie is a doll. Actually, before I let you go, if people would like to contact you, see you, what's up with Lauren? Oh. What's your social that we can put out there so everybody can get in touch with you? Yeah, super easy to follow me. It's at Lauren Ray, but my parents are weird and they spelled my name strange. So it's L-O-R-E-N-R-A-Y-E. Um, and you can find me there on all the socials um, and I'll, I'll be there. So yeah, my Instagram's the easiest, but. Do whatever you want. <laughs> no, you need relationship advice because her and her man have mastered the oh, art. Yeah, well, you guys seem like listen, so perfect. <laughs> that's very nice of you, but I guarantee you we're not. We are very open about all of our struggles. And I will say we were long distance for two years, which I think made a huge difference in us learning how important it is for us to just get it out there and address it and move on rather than let stuff like boil up and become an issue. And also, can you please explain to Angie what long distance means? Because she didn't want to date a guy that lives in Indiana, which is just a little over an hour or so away because it was long. <laughs> Angie. Yeah. So I was in Boston and my husband was in Washington, D.C. So to me, long distance means like you're in the car for over three hours and or you are flying to get to see that Yeah, person. no, that's too much. <laughs> By that time, you can hide all the evidence by the time I get to you. No, thanks. (laughs) Well, I will say, we were friends for like five years before we started dating, which helped big time. So yeah, I get you though about like, 
hiding the evidence and trusting. Like it, it's very difficult to do that long distance stuff if you're first starting out because you don't know any better for sure. So at least I knew him pretty well. <laughs> Aww, that's good. I know. Yeah. I love you. Tell Matt I said hello. I will. Thank you so much. Lauren Ray on all of socials, hit her up. And then thank you so much for joining us on Guilty Pleasures and Growing Pains. Until next week, bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.